Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to human suffering, death, factual inaccuracies, several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. Look, buddy, you can take the julep or a shank wound, but you're leaving here healthy. I'm Andy. Well, sir, you've got too much phlegm, so we're going to have to bleed you. I'm Kelly. Is this episode good? It's scarific. I'm Adam. After this episode, you'll be healthy as a hippo. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This week, we're going to be talking about the humors. <laughs> That's the one. Like the Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with Greek medicine? <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, Terry, it's your black pile. <laughs> oh, no. So the etymology of humor, it's Greek, believe it or not, and it comes from kaimos, meaning juice or sap. <laughs> oh, my juice. Yeah. <laughs> get you. some of that orange kaimos. <laughs> Gotta give me some otter pops to refill my humors. <laughs> and there is no uh, phobia of humors, and there isn't any science, strangely enough, but... What? <laughs> Liar. They're all science. I, I did want to say that the the concept of humors is is sort of a scientific stab at how people are made up a very early one but but i do respect the effort if not the outcome uh, yeah I, I can't really blame them for having a theory but they shouldn't have held on to it for so long <laughs> yeah i mean definitely it was a good shot when it was done in about 500 bce but it definitely shouldn't have stuck around for 2000 years probably not i mean but people love bleeding other people so. <laughs> that's true so our quiz today is mostly fill in the blank. So what we're going to do is see how intuitive the four humors are. Ooh. So the four humors are sanguine, phlegmatic, melancholy, and choleric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, That's what you get when you eat too much fried chicken, uh-huh. yes? Of those four, which one is blood? Sanguine. Sanguine, sanguine yeah. Correct. Yep. And which one is phlegm? Phlegmatic. Yeah, phlegmatic. Yeah. I couldn't remember the words yeah, you yeah. said. <laughs> the one where you said the word phlegm. The remaining two are, are melancholy and choleric, and we have okay. black bile and yellow bile. Hmm. I'm going to go that melancholy is black bile. Yeah. I need to sense. No, I feel that too. Yep. That is correct. So, so far, so good. So, we'll refer to them by those because those are easier. So, we got blood, phlegm, black bile, yellow bile. So, those are our four humors. I got tons of phlegm. I'm super healthy. (laughs) And I'm full of melancholy. (laughs) So for each of these four humors is associated with an element. Which one goes with which? Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard this one. I'm going to say that the blood is fire. Okay. Phlegm is water. Hmm. The black bile has got to be like earth. Earth. And then the yellow is wind. Yeah. That sounds good. Kelly, any? I'm going to switch it up a bit. <clears throat> I do think blood is fire, but I feel like phlegm is like earth. Hmm. Okay. And then 
black bile is water and yellow bile is air. Okay. Well, your fluids combine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam, are you going with Andy's? Yeah, Andy sounded okay. good. Okay, well, blood is air. What? Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, one of the early beliefs is that people were powered by air, and that if you cut <laughs> open their veins, they'd sort of like whistle like a tea kettle. And then when they found out they didn't, they're like, well, that's just liquid air. So that's the blood is air. <laughs> Make the cuts off the at the bottom of your feet, and you can yeah. take off like a rocket. <clears throat> Only if you shake him up first. <laughs> uh, phlegm is water, so you guys got that one. Black bile is earth, and yellow bile is fire. Yeah, uh, I got them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not easy, you know. Well, I think you got phlegm. Did I said you do? Phlegm was earth. Oh yeah, you're right. You did. Yeah, yes, you did get them all wrong. Because <laughs> you got dirt in your nose all the time. <laughs> Each one of these is also associated with a time of life. So there's childhood, adolescence, adulthood, and old age. Oh, I'm going to put childhood at phlegm. Okay. Uh, adolescence is blood? No, child, childhood is the, uh, they say they're colicky. Like, mm. it, so we're going to do, we're going to do that for the for childhood. Okay. But besides very old and very young, what are the two middle ones? Uh, there's childhood and adolescence are the two that are kind of doubled up. And then there's adulthood and old age. Okay. Adulthood will be yellow bile and old age is black bile. Okay. Adolescence is blood. You're full of blood. Yeah. Like your your blood is up and you're... You're virile and... I've never had more blood than this. And then when you're, when you're an adult, you're full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> so that's yellow bile. <laughs> well, you and already then, used yellow bile. Did I? Yeah. Choleric is yellow bile, which is... Okay. Well, babies are full of pee. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I can vouch for that. So we'll do we'll do black bile for old people, and which one am I missing? Phlegm. Phlegm. Adults are very phlegmy. Yeah, they've got allergies. I'm pretty sold on uh, Adam's cholera argument. Yeah, or not cholera. Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> All babies have cholera. <laughs> well known the, fact. Uh, the syphilis humor. <laughs> so are you of going- course, babies are also really gooey. Yeah. So that's why I said phlegm. Yeah, phlegm. that's those Andy's. But they're also like super bloody when they come out. Mm. So I feel like they're just too full of all the humors. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think you start with all four and you reduce by one with every stage. Yeah, the rest of your life is just balancing them out. And then you run out, and that's when you die. <laughs> no, I'll run with Adam. Well, actually, Adam nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yellow bile's childhood, adolescence is blood. Adulthood is phlegm, and black bile is old age. Should have hitched your pony to this wagon. <laughs> no, I, I, I maintain that children are more phlegmy than adults. <laughs> I'm sort of phlegmy right now. Yeah. So, when you're diagramming out the four humors, you have a square. Each point of the square is hot is opposite of wet, and cold, or sorry, <laughs> hot is opposite of cold, and dry is opposite of wet. <laughs> Yes, good. So each one of the four humors represents a side of that square. So it's like hot and wet, cold and wet, hot and dry, cold and dry. So which combo goes with which humor? Blood is going to be hot and wet. I feel like they're all wet, though. (laughs) It's hot and wet. Uh, Yellow bile, since that's like vomit, is that is uh, cold and dry for dry heaving. Mm. Uh, Phlegm is cold and wet, which leaves me hot and dry for black bile. I think blood is... Hot and wet. The opposite side is going to be black bile, cold and dry. Mm-hmm. 
we'll say yellow bile is cold and wet and then phlegm is hot hot dry hot and dry yes yeah cold and dry just like mama likes (laughs) (laughs) just like leftover meatloaf (laughs) i feel like we all agree that blood is hot and wet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think phlegm is cold and wet Mm -hmm. and then black bile is cold and dry okay and yellow bile is hot and dry okay well kelly nailed it this time yep blood hot wet phlegm cold wet Melancholy, cold, dry, choleric, hot, dry. Hot and dry. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, we'll kind of get into it. But. Yeah, Nevada is a choleric heat. <laughs> <laughs> so each one of these humors is produced by an organ in the body. Any guesses on which organ makes what? Uh, let's let's say that the heart makes blood. That seems right. Yeah. yeah. My brain makes phlegm because it's oh. close to the nose. <laughs> <laughs> the lungs make phlegm. Lungs make phlegm. My stomach makes yellow bile and my appendix makes black bile. That's why we don't need it is because we got rid of the four humor systems. <laughs> and the bladder makes yellow bile. Mm. Mm. Is that bile? That hot, dry urine. <laughs> <laughs> I just have one of those hot, dry peas. Uh, or maybe it's the gallbladder. Ooh. Uh, the gall. Yeah, let's say gallbladder for yellow bile. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say spleen for black bile. And phlegm, phlegm is the lungs. Mm, okay. I'm thinking liver, black bile, kidneys, yellow bile, mm. phlegm, lungs, blood, heart. Mm, okay. Well, amazingly, c- together you guys got three out of four, which I'm impressed with. So the yellow bile is produced by the gallbladder. Hey, wow. Yeah. Black bile is produced by the spleen. I think I got two of them. Yep. Phlegm is produced by the brain. Uh-huh. According to the Greeks, that's that's all your brain does. <laughs> it just makes goo. <laughs> it's a lubricator organ. Yeah. But blood is produced by the liver, hmm. which influenced Galen, which we learned about in our Unappreciated Genius episode. Good old Dr. What's-His-Face in the 1600s couldn't convince anybody that the heart made blood because Galen said it was made by the liver, which he picked up from Hippocrates, who came up with the humors. Because, you know, we should listen to guys that are really, really old. Yeah. Stop trusting the Greeks. <laughs> I mean, they gave it a good try, but <laughs> they didn't get everything good right. Ideas. I'm not against the Greeks trusting the Greeks. Yeah. I'm saying that the Renaissance guys shouldn't yeah. have trusted the Greeks. Agreed. <laughs> I don't trust those Greeks. Well, when, you go through, when you go through the Dark Ages, all those old things seem like good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so each of the four humors is... Associated with a heavenly body. Any guesses on which goes to which? Stars? Um, uh, well, out or like angels. Planets, and then one of them is the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so blood is Mars. Okay. Red for red. I get it. Yeah. One of them is the moon. Yep. The moon is phlegmy. Mm, drippy, snotty moon. <laughs> Jupiter is black bile. Ooh. Is the sun one of them? No. Okay. Always go to Jupiter to get more stupider. And Venus is yellow bile. <laughs> I'm going with Venus for blood. Mercury for black bile. Uh, Neptune gets yellow bile. <laughs> uh, you don't want to do Uranus for black bile? <laughs> no, Uranus has phlegm. Okay. Get, get it checked. <laughs> so I think the moon is probably blood because menstruation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andy thought it was a trick. <laughs> and then 
Mercury is phlegm. Venus is black bile and Mars is yellow bile. Mm. Well, then Kelly gets one. (laughs) That's it? Out of all of us? Yep. So blood, Jupiter, phlegm, moon. Oh, actually, I think, Adam, you said phlegm, moon. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Well, then you got one, too. A phlegmy moon. (laughs) Black bile is Saturn. Don't know why. And yellow bile is Mars. Does yellow bile make you angry because Mars and... Uh, punching people. I don't remember. We'll talk about them. But <laughs> it's all learned together. Yeah. I wrote it down somewhere. So last part, each humor is associated with a compass direction. Well, this seems totally arbitrary. <laughs> no, no, no. Phlegm has to be north because of uh-huh. the brain. Okay, yeah. Because north is always up. Yes. Which direction's the, the gallbladder? Well, so then black bile is going to be down south. Yeah. Down south. Down south. Wink. <laughs> uh, my, gall, my gallbladder's to my west. <laughs> Blood uh, is... Yellow bile over there. I'm, I'm looking at a map. Blood will... <laughs> You're the east now. No. I've already... Yeah, blood will be on the right. Because the right is always better. Yeah. Mm. Or we're missing yellow bile. Yellow there, bile is west. It's, it's west. it's west. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, they're right. <laughs> west, young, ye- young yellow bile. So north, yellow. Damn it. East, phlegm. South, blood. West, black. We were so wrong. <laughs> I'll never get a medical degree at this rate. <laughs> so what we learned is that the elements are kind of intuitive. The age is pretty intuitive. The... Uh, hot and cold and wet, and the organs are pretty intuitive, but the heavenly bodies in the directions, not so much. So, so there you go. Ooh, we just don't know our <laughs> heavenly bodies as well as the Greeks. <laughs> so we do have a handful of terms. So what is eucrasia? It's when you get too much of one of the biles. One of the doctor will come and see and say, eucrasia. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> uh, eucrasia. It's like euthanasia for just you. <laughs> Eucrasia is uh, I, it's some sort of induced vomiting. Mm. We are talking about the humors. It's true. No, Eucrasia is when you have a good balance of the four humors. Oh. That's ideal. Balanced diet of phlegm and blood. <laughs> and so the opposite of that is dyscrasia, mm-hmm. which is an imbalance of the four humors. Which according to the Greeks, most people suffer from most of the time. No. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> and then what are... Apophlegmatics. Apophlegmatics. It's something that makes your nose run. Hmm. Apophlegmatics are people who wipe their noses with their iPhones. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> it's my Apophone. No. <laughs> no, I'm feeling this this uh, make your nose run thing. I think it's uh, spicy food or apophlegmatics. Mm. Makes your nose sweat. Yeah, that's actually not too far off the mark. So these were substances that were chewed to draw phlegm out of your head. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's, a, there's a Southern cafe here that I like to get my apophlegmatics from. Yeah. And that concludes our acid pop quiz. Adam, you need this medicinal tapatio. <laughs> <laughs> this is prescription jambalaya. <laughs> Excuse me, is this dish apophlegmatic? <laughs> I'll uh, have to ask the chef. <laughs> also, I'm celiac. <laughs> so, let's talk about the four humors. This idea was knocking around Eurasia for a few hundred years, and it basically says that everything is made up of some combination of the elements. Now, what those elements were varied depending on who you asked, but the first guy to really nail down a system was Hippocrates. He was a philosopher and doctor equivalent in a few hundred years BCE in Greece. 
Uh, as far as ancient medicine goes, Hippocrates wasn't a bad guy. His theories were wrong, but his methods weren't bad. In two words, he felt that medical professionals should be humble and gentle. This is a Hippocratic oath, right? Right. That comes from, yeah. Hippocrates. Very humble, very humble, very gentle. I don't know what I'm doing, but let me caress your back. Take <laughs> the oath after me. <laughs> so he felt that the body had everything it needed to fix itself. It mostly just needed rest to do it. He was also one of the first Greeks to think that diseases weren't punishments from the gods. So maybe <laughs> instead of praying, you should take a nap. Yeah, I Although mean. That syphilis might have come from Zeus. <laughs> I want the doctor who who's just like, well, you know, lay down. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. not gonna yell at you, give you penance or anything. Just <laughs> just here's a blankie. Good luck. <laughs> so when it came to people, he thought they were powered by four vital fluids that were each made from one of the four elements. Now. All of that, while wrong, is not a bad way to get people well, but people have a bad habit of taking a good idea and twisting it something awful. So Hippocrates wanted the body to naturally balance out the four humors, but people that followed him decided that they didn't have time to wait for the body to get his act together and needed to help it out. I need this bile out of me now. <laughs> I mean, in their defense, they're like, this guy is dying. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Let's not just pat him on the hand. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the specific humors. First, the best one, which is blood. <laughs> Who decided it was the best? Well, Hippocrates. It has a little star by its name. Yep. So blood was the humor of joy, charisma, and inspiration. It was a good humor to have a lot of, but it was certainly possible to have too much. People with too much blood were flushed and sweaty. And personality-wise, people with too much blood were daydreamers and aloof. By and large, though, blood was the best humor to have. Look, that's why I always keep an extra jar in the cupboard. <laughs> well, I, 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 I often bloodlet when I'm becoming too lazy and sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely met some people who are a little, little high on the blood humor. <laughs> so the choleric humor is important, too. As the hot, dry humor, it was basically responsible for breaking things down in your body. So stomach acid and intestinal fluid is yellow bile. Okay. He's not wrong. According to the humor theory, most of what you ingest is cooked into blood by yellow bile. Everything else comes out as poop and pee. Being hot, this humor is associated with aggression and anger. So yeah, you were right. So people who get pissed off easy have too much yellow bile swirling around in them. So vomit. That will make mm -hmm. you feel not angry. <laughs> it's like the it's like the DC guy who vomits with rage. <laughs> atrocitus or something yeah atrocitus <laughs> yeah but in general this is a necessary humor so the yellow one's good the last two humors are not good first is phlegm uh this is the humor of snot and the thought was that your body made this in an effort to get rid of something which again isn't entirely wrong also not wrong yep so cold and wet, this is an unpleasant humor. People with too much phlegm are shy and lazy. They can be empathetic, but they tend to inspire lethargy in others. <laughs> they also tend to lack emotion. So I guess this is my patron humor. <laughs> I was going to claim it as mine until it said no emotions. Yeah. So last, black bile. There's nothing good about this humor. Now, all the humors were based off of things in the human body. 
The body definitely has blood and bile and phlegm, but the fact that there was enough blackness floating around in people says a lot about the state of medicine a few thousand (laughs) years ago. The personality type associated with melancholy was the stereotypical tortured artist. Oh, now I've found my (laughs) (laughs) humor. There it is. Creative and intelligent, but dark and brooding. That's what you get from a bit above average of black bile, but if you have way too much, that's how you get things like schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Picture liquid depression, and that's about what black bile is. I call it whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the humors in a nutshell. So if your humors are out of whack, what do you do? Let them out. The easiest thing to do is to eat something that is the opposite of the humor you have too much of. Sure. So the humors make up the four sides of a square. The points of the square are hot, wet, cold, and dry. So each humor is two of those factors. If you have too much of one humor, you need to boost the opposite humor. In typical Greek fashion, like equals like. So if you've got snot pouring out of your head, cold and wet, you need to eat something hot and dry. So crunch down on some garlic or peppers. I need some spicy hot Cheetos. Yes. If you're feverish, hot and wet, eat something cold and dry, like mint leaves. Now, or, you know, just cold, uncooked rice. Leftover pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so none of that is very extreme, and most of the time, your body just needs some time to heal. So this strategy worked pretty well. But what to do if eating things you associate with temperatures and moisture levels doesn't work? <laughs> you mean I can't eat all my problems away? <laughs> Unfortunately not. Well, then extreme measures are necessary. Sometimes emetics were used. See our antimony and mercury episodes for more information on that. But the most common techniques was phlebotomy or bloodletting. Always getting rid of that best humor. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's too joyful. He's aloof. (laughs) It's making us all look bad. So if you're experiencing a persistent symptom that's associated with a humor besides blood, that means there's so much of whatever it is that it's overflowing and infecting your blood. Ah. Of course. Yep. Following this logic, the only thing you can do is to let some of that bad blood out. If you had too much blood, then you would still let blood out. (laughs) So the cure for any imbalance of humors is bloodletting. Which is another way of saying, we can't safely get at your spleen, but we can get at your veins. (laughs) I just, I had a spigot installed. So I found two sources for this line of reasoning. The first, for bizarre reasons, was the hippopotamus. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, that's self-explanatory. Moving on. <laughs> the Egyptians noticed that hippos sweat a red mucus oh, substance yeah. that they mistook for blood. And if it kept hippos happy and healthy, it can do the same for humans. How can you tell if they're happy? I don't know. <laughs> They've got those big smiles. <laughs> they're kind of ornery most of the time, though. So Hippocrates heard about that, and his second cited source was the menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. He thought that the female body cleared out bad blood and humors once a month, and males just needed a little help to do the same. Yeah, why are we defective? (laughs) So as a result of hippos and periods, bloodletting was basically the one and only technique for balancing the humors beyond eating weird stuff. So your doctor would come and say, I have a mint leaf and a knife. Yeah. (laughs) Pick one. So your blood was going to go somewhere it wasn't meant to go. But before it did, here's how it went down. A medical professional, (laughs) i.e. barber, would give you a poke and fill a little container with blood. 
They would then stare at it stoically for long enough to justify however much you were paying them, and then they would prescribe a course of bloodletting based on whichever humor they saw too much of in your blood. Depending on which one it was, the bloodletting schedule could be based on all kinds of kooky shit. Could be the phases of the moon, the time of the year, the blooming of a certain humory plant, or whatever else the barber felt like. Not paying your barber enough. (laughs) Tuesdays are good for me. (laughs) So here are the blood reallocation techniques from least to most horrible, at least in my opinion. First, cupping. In case you don't know, this is when you take a hot cup or jar and place it on the skin. As the air inside the cup cools, it contracts and sucks the skin in a bit. I don't like that. (laughs) This results in the world's darkest hickeys. (laughs) Yeah, you got a good hickey going on, yeah. Olympic swimmers were doing that like last year, right? I see people at my gym with that all the time. What? Yeah. Yeah. It looks really, it looks like you made out with an alien octopus. Yeah. <laughs> it looks terrible. Like, yeah. I can't imagine how it, it, it's like a slow forming bruise. There's also the people yeah. who do a combination of acupuncture and cupping. Oh, God. <laughs> if you don't poke them, you're going to let all the blood out. I struck oil. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea here was that there was bad blood and good blood, and you clearly had too much bad blood in an area with the problem. So cupping would be done to draw some good blood to the afflicted area. Mm. Yeah. The blood knows where to go. <laughs> yeah. Now, the odds of this helping are around zero, but the odds of cupping making things worse is also pretty low. So, yeah, like Kelly mentioned, you mostly just look like you were attacked by an octopus. What if they put bruises all over my butt and I can't sit down right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they hurt. I think they're like hickeys. I don't know. I feel like something, a a bruise that big would probably hurt. It's not a, it's not really a bruise though. There's no broken blood vessels. Isn't there? Like... I don't think so. Just I haven't remember cupped, so. a time you had a really big hickey. Yeah. Not painful. Yeah. Well, I'll get on that. <laughs> <laughs> so cupping is the only technique we'll talk about that kept all of the blood inside you. Uh, everything else evacuated the blood in one way or another. There were two schools of thought here. One, drain the blood from the problem area to relieve the affliction. Two, drain the blood from the opposite side of the body to try and draw the bad blood away from the problem. These are equally likely to help, which is to say, not at all, but here's how you would get it out. First, leeches. These were kept in a cookie jar of nightmares and were applied (laughs) to the chosen area. Leeches have sharp teeth that puncture the skin and anticoagulating saliva to keep the blood flowing. Leeches would be strung along the body part of choice, and once engorged, they would be removed and replaced with another. There's lots of leeches out there, but the European ones were the hot commodity. They could suck out several times the blood of other leeches, and they were shipped all over the world by the millions. Oh, no. And they have good bedside manner. Yeah. (laughs) Good way to get an invasive species. Yeah. These are the first on my list because they made small holes and were more or less painless. Uh, The same can't be said for the rest of these techniques. Blood away. Apply directly to the forehead. Am I correct that leeches are still used in some ways in medicine today, or am I thinking of maggots? Uh, I I think, yeah, leeches are used a bit. I don't remember what for, but I think they are. So next up, lancets. These were pretty simple and are still used today. It's basically just a small, super sharp knife. In later years, these were metal, but early lancets could be made from some sort of sharp stone or sometimes wood. No. 
<laughs> in the early 1800s, there were even spring-loaded lancets to make what? the no. job that much easier. It's <laughs> <laughs> called a switchblade, kid. <laughs> The phlebotomist would pick a nice-looking vein, make a little slit, and fill up some bowls until the desired amount of blood was obtained. See, you were, you were with me until you said bowls. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're little bowls. So lancets are all well and good, but as with most things, these were refined over the centuries. One of the first was the fleam. Now, a fleam is like a bloodletting Swiss army knife. It was a selection of small rods with a blade on the end at right angles to the rod. So picture an old but really sharp key. Ah. So the variety of blades allowed the bloodletter to pick the most appropriate cutting tool for the chosen vein. To use a fleam, you would pick your preferred blade size and sheathe the others. You would then place the blade on the patient's arm, take out your medical cudgel, and give the blade a thwack to drive it through the skin. <laughs> Death janitor with a ring of keys. <laughs> a fleam totally sounds like a low-level monster in a dungeon crawler. I don't know. Like To me, fleam sounds exactly like what it is. Like If somebody said the word fleam, I'm like, how is that going to cut me? <laughs> So as technology marched on, people got impatient for results, and thus we got the scarificator. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, full disclosure here, as a diabetic, I'm no stranger to things going into my skin to get blood out. It's not a big deal. I feel like I could easily handle everything previously mentioned, but these things, I'd have a hard time pulling the trigger. It's called scarificator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what a scarificator is, is a small metal box with a sort of cocking mechanism. Once cocked, the box would be placed on the patient and a button would be pressed. This button would cause up to 20 small blades to slice through the patient's skin, drawing out blood. Oh, good. A suicide Yeah, box. that's what would happen. <laughs> to be clear here, a spring-loaded lancet goes straight in and back out again. This thing spins tiny little blades like little <laughs> guillotines and slices you open. No. These boxes are just a couple of inches on a side, or about five centimeters, and seeing them made my imagination run wild with visions of people picking them up, not knowing what they were, and pressing the button while holding onto them firmly. Some sort of jigsaw trap. <laughs> so yeah, that's how you get the blood out. But how much? That's what happens when you put the lament configuration wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so how much blood you needed depended on who was bleeding you and why. Sometimes there was a set amount of blood to get, but a good rule of thumb is that when the patient passes out, it's time to call it a day. <laughs> oh, and it goes without saying that these tools were almost never cleaned. So whatever a person was ailing from was a bloodborne pathogen, the next few patients would suddenly and inexplicably acquire the same symptoms. Copycats. Adam just showed me a picture of the scarificator. It yeah. looks like the like the tiny picture looked like the world's worst hand buzzer. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, looking at them, they don't look that dangerous until you find out what they do. It just looks like a little box, almost like a, like a ring box. So yeah, the idea of humors was a stubborn one, and it persisted in both Western and Eastern medicine for literally thousands of years. As thought and personality became more medical subjects, the idea of humors was adapted to the idea of temperaments, which meant you could change your personality by balancing your humors. Sweet. That's convenient. Yeah, get on it. This idea hung on more or less until the mid-1800s, which, fun fact, was almost a full century after the 
first crack at a periodic table had nailed down real elements. <laughs> so, And of course, there are still people today that will tell you that to fix an ache in your side or persistent depression, all you need is a course of eating herbs and bleeding profusely. Yeah. And that was all the stories that I had about humors. Anybody have any personal humor stories? I mean, I, I used to love when uh, I had to put books back uh, when I worked at Barnes & Noble a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get some really some really out there stuff. And there was one where I, I spent pretty much the whole day reading it about Ayurvedic medicine, mm. where it was the hot and wet and the cold and dry and all that. Yeah. yeah. It was just very, very interesting. It's like, okay, so you've got a headache. What you need right now, super hot peppers. <laughs> That'll distract you. Yep. Anybody else? I feel like humors are an idea that's kind of gone by the wayside, so people don't really have much experience with them, thankfully. Yeah, I've never had a doctor try to bleed me. Yeah, I have. What? Yeah, I've had doctors take my well, blood. Well, yeah. I've, had, I've had doctors draw my blood. I've never yeah, had different. doctors try and treat me yeah. by taking my blood. Well, you're just full of blood. we got to get rid of that. <laughs> well, if nobody has any personal stories we'll move I on i think andy and adam have to assign themselves the humor oh yeah oh well you guys already took one i'll take blood yeah what does that leave me with yellow bile yeah it's um, a good one. Uh, oh yeah i guess it is <laughs> good for you that makes adam angry and uh anti-joyful charismatic and charismatic <laughs> don't forget aloof <laughs> what were we talking about huh? well if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So pretty simple. How much to use a scarificator? I knew you were going to say that. Now, do I press the button or does the doctor? You have to press the button. No. How out of balance are my humors? <laughs> How sick am I? Well, I guess it depends on when you use it. Like, is this just for fun or am I actually trying to treat something? It's for money. I'm going to pay you. Oh, yes. Trying to treat my empty wallet. That's correct. <laughs> what humor is Is that? it clean? <laughs> yes. That, that green bio. You won't catch anything. It's just going to hurt. I've heard it compared to like 20 cat scratches. I, I think I could. I, I don't like it, but I think I could do yeah. that fairly cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have a way to put the blood back in? <laughs> if you drink real fast. Uh, do, do, I, do I get medical treatment? I mean, it's not going to be dangerous. You're just going to bleed a little bit. I don't, if it's just like 30 cat scratches, give me $30,000. $30,000? That's $1,000. I don't like being scratched or uh, bleeding. I was going to say like five hundred. <laughs> Go for it. I'll make one right now. <laughs> I've got knives. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, where are we applying it? That's up to you. Forehead. Oh boy, <laughs> gonna hit bone so easy. <laughs> Clang. <laughs> Can I get cupped instead? Uh, no, I mean cupping doesn't hurt. I've Th- heard that is why I'm requesting cupping <laughs> instead. <laughs> but I wouldn't have to pay you to cup. Let's see what? Where can I scarificate? Where would probably like on the outside of my arm here. Yeah, I was thinking like yeah. the fleshy part of my arm. What about your belly? Yeah. You do your belly? Yeah, but I, I, I mm, move my belly spot. around a lot. I feel like I could Im- immobilize my arm so it could heal yeah. later. <laughs> uh, from diabetic experience, I'll tell you that your upper like thigh, right by your hip, there's very few nerves there. So mm. that's that's a good candidate. You say that, but I'm, all, I'm always hitting this thing on the table. Kelly, what are you thinking? Uh, more than Adam, but less than Andy. Yeah. I don't like scratches. <laughs> I always think of it in like amount of work missed. I don't think you're going to miss any for this one. No, I mean, I want to be able oh, to. No. I, I, it's an exchange. How much work <laughs> not going to do you pay me in? Hell, you can even keep the box, kids. <laughs> Give me 3000 3000 10% of Andy. 
I feel like I overcharged. $30. (laughs) (laughs) Let the bidding start. I've often described myself as 10% of Andy. It's because of my weight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, poking myself with stuff all the time, I don't, I think I could do this pretty easy. Yeah, I figured you would. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of getting the blood with the poker, this time you'll just do it with the scarificator. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, I am kind of curious to like hold one and just kind of like see it and how it works and that sort of thing. I'm kind of curious, but... Uh, yeah, until Coily takes away that spring. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to hurt. Like, there's no getting around that. So, 100 bucks? I'd probably do that for 100 bucks. See, now that I dropped my price to 30 bucks, I'm getting this box. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll pull the trigger for you. Oh, good. Fun. <laughs> It's like a fun family activity. Yeah. It's like a fun prank. <laughs> it's like a game of perfection, but with ouchies. <laughs> Maybe you could get one that you like twist up and it's got a timer and you just pass it around in a circle. Oh, now we're playing hot potato. Yeah, It's like if the potato is full of blades. <laughs> Extremely hot potato. I used to do that in a ancient Greek times. I called it hoplite potato. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard, our awesome editor. And thanks to you for tuning in. If you'd like more information about today's episode, check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com. You can join us on our subreddit, Acid Pop Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast for updates almost every month. Or you can send us an email at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.